0: Hi, how are you doing? Good, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm Dylan. And I'm Bob. Nice to meet you. Uh, I guess we're all ready to go here. Oh, uh, yeah, I like your uh, like setup there for the yeah. attack. I'm a, you'll have to forgive me. I'm a little nervous. This is my first tournament, but I've really been working hard on the rules, and I uh, think I'm going to be okay. Oh, well, I'll, I'll help you along. I'm sure you'll like it. Great. Okay, so I'm going to move. I guess I move first. All mm-hmm. All right, so I'll take this squad, and I'll move them uh, here in the open ground. That's one. Into the woods, that's two.
1: Um, no, that's three. The woods alone are two movement points, and the open ground is one, so that would be three.
0: Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I got that wrong. Okay. Then uh, up into the trees, that's four. Um,
1: no, you can't go up into the trees.
0: Yeah, they're up in the branches. They climb. They one movement point to go up into the branches. No, no, so it's, it's a, a. You can go up a building, up a level is a point, a yeah. one movement
1: point, or it, it has to be on a hill. To go up. Well, it's in summer. Trees. It's summer, no, so I'm they, going up into the branches. No, I'm sorry. I can, tr- I can call treatment. Dave Goldman over here, and we can ask him to rule lawyer. Are you, are you for sure? It. I'm positive. Sorry. Okay. So three, uh, you're I on think, the ground level then? Yeah, I guess I'm uh, on, on the ground level. All right, well, I'll, 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 shoot, I'll shoot here. I'll first fire at this anyway. So it'll be a plus one woods and a minus one for non-assault movement. So that's uh, yeah, a six-shot. No, six no you don't get even. the non-assault movement because I'm, I'm in the trees. No, but it's still not assault. You didn't call assault movement, and you move more than one hex. Yeah, but I'm in the trees. it doesn't matter. If you're moving more than one hex, then you don't get. I get the neg one. Are you sure? I'm. I'm positive.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, you know, where did
1: you learn to play squad leader?
0: Well, I, everything I know, I learned from listening to the two half squads. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the International
3: Two Half Squads, the podcast dedicated to the greatest game in the world. The Two Half Squads. Je m'appelle Jeff. Je m'appelle Ted. We are your hosts.
2: <laughs> Welcome, my hairs and my short hairs.
0: Welcome.
2: <laughs> hairs.
3: Welcome. And okay, yeah, here we
2: are. It's good to be back.
3: Show 49. Yes, and we've
2: and it's going to be a good show.
3: March 3rd, 15th, yeah. Ides of March.
2: Yeah, 2011. Ides of March, I don't know what that means exactly. I remember it was in Julius Caesar.
3: Yes, until he was stabbed in the Senate. Yeah. So Ooh, I,
2: right in the Senate.
3: Ooh, oh, yeah, that that's hurts. got hurt, yeah. i been
2: stabbed in the Senate.
3: And I t- told my uh, middle school kids today, we do it as an event in history, this day in history, um they take turns and, stabbing you. you know how the well, you know how the girls are in middle school, eighth grade girls I know how they are they're kind of kooky and they're kind of you kind know, no, caddy, aren't they, yeah, that when their friends betray them, they can say et tu brute, yeah, how'd that go over yeah they didn't quite get it, but I explained <laughs> it to them, then they liked it. It
2: went over a lot better, probably if you had taught that like two thousand years ago,
3: yes, better. be more relevant, yeah. yeah. What? History is relevant? Come on. Should be.
2: So, so it's good to be back. Another great show ahead of us, I hope.
3: And, you know, Jeff, I I was at the doctor's. Oh, really? Yep. Did you see the doctor? Saturday morning, surgery. Did he see well, you? Well, not like, is it? Well, I went in, you know, I had some stomach pain, a little concerned about it.
2: No, I didn't know that, actually.
3: Didn't get me to stop all my bad habits, but... um. Went in for the upper GI scope thing in the stomach. They looked at it, and they did the colonoscopy while they were at it.
2: Oh, really? Yep. You got the double whammy.
3: Yep. Wow. uh,
2: How'd that go? What was that like? I've never had that.
3: I actually kind of liked it. Did you? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Well, not the prepping. That's a little spooky. The the prepping's really bad. Creepy. The uh, actual procedure... You know, I trusted my nurses and doctors because they were all Asian and Indian. Yeah. So I trusted them. Yeah, good. And is that racist to say? No, it's only racist if you don't like it. Right,
2: because I'm praising like it, them. Yeah. yeah.
3: So yeah. They, did they...
2: Did they shave you first? No.
3: Okay. <laughs> and they put this thing in my mouth <laughs> and said, this will hold your mouth open while we do the procedure. And I watched the assistant putting on her blue smock. At first, I was a little frightened going there when he got into the big room with all the equipment. But, and then bunk. What
2: kind of equipment? You mean like wheat thrashers and...
3: Uh, <laughs> no, uh, all the computer screens and the oh, oh. analysis equipment. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I she put this in my mouth. I watch the lady put on her smock and then bam.
2: Bam. What bam? What happened?
3: I was out like a light. Oh. I thought they were going to do the countdown. Well, maybe you made that sound. Ten, nine, eight. Okay, we're going to count down now. And then you get to go uh, under. Yeah. No, just under. Boom. Didn't even warn me.
2: Well, you were laying down already, though, right? Yes. Well, On my good.
3: side. And when I woke up, there was four of my wife's, four oh. of Laura, all oh. like, whoa. And it's kind of fun, you actually. Don't, you
2: don't remember a thing? Nope. I noticed you were walking funny when you came in.
3: Well, you know, a little residue from the procedure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so how did it go? Most importantly, how did it go?
3: Well, I have you know? some interesting news for our listeners. I'm sure they don't want to hear about the colonoscopy. But uh, they found the stomach was okay, and I had some stomach pain, but it was fine, so that was good news. Mm-hmm. And I have a little hiatal hernia thing. Where, you know, the, gas, the acid comes up, burns the esophagus a little, so oh. they want to get that quelled. And, uh, the regimen is mostly then dietary. Mm-hmm. More cottage cheese? Uh, nope. What is it? Less, no. guess what?
2: Less squad leader.
3: No. Nope.
2: Oh, no. Oh, good. Well, for crying out loud. I don't know. What? Less.
3: Less. <laughs> Spicy foods? Oh. Ooh. Yep, not fun. That's going to hurt. Uh, less alcohol. No. Yes.
2: Oh, that's a shame.
3: It's not here? stopping me from...
2: Let me fill your glass.
3: <laughs> yeah, tonight. <laughs> but guess what? I have totally quit now. Day five.
2: Um, oh, no. Really? It's Uh. No. Diet Coke? You uh, are pop, soda pop correct.
3: Haven't had a soda in five days. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Well, here, no longer drinking four to six cans to a day. Here's to Clink and drink. We'll see if I can last.
2: Well, the alcohol didn't last very long. That didn't... No. Because we're having a beer, as we do.
3: Yes, which I may have to quit, We drink too.
2: responsibly. We'll see. But you don't drink... Uh, you really don't drink the uh, diet soda responsibly. No, I don't. No,
3: four to six cans a day. Yeah, it's kind of a
2: lot. Probably I, um, hurting the, the tummy.
3: Yeah, I was uh, being a test case for... For medical community, yeah, <laughs> But I just wasn't getting paid for it.
2: Well, you're worth millions. <laughs> you're worth more than a lot. But
3: anyway, that and that bubbly too just can get to the stomach, so yeah.
2: I didn't know that. Well, well but otherwise, you're okay.
3: Yes, and thanks for that's letting me share, listeners. It.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Well, everybody likes to know how you're doing. You know, people feel. In fact, we're going to hear a little about that in one of our letters tonight.
4: Yes, so we a lot are. Of
2: people, you know, it's nice. There, we're like friends. And it's nice that, uh, that you're drinking anyway, a little bit, because we're having, bit. we're having a little bit of, my friend brought this the other night, Eagle, Eagle Rare. It's called Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey.
3: It's very it comes good. It's in a
2: very pretty bottle, and it's uh, quite delicious. Aged 10 years.
3: And we're also having a Back Road Brewery, American Pale Ale, yeah. sent by our listener, to my house. Yeah. In a big he, box.
2: He brews it in his basement or somewhere.
3: Handcrafted in LaPorte, Indiana. He's yeah. got a label on it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Cool. And we'll read a letter from him. Yeah.
2: And we're also later. drinking, uh, Samuel Adams Boston Lager.
3: And what else are you drinking? I actually have a liney creamy in the, yet in the case too.
2: <laughs> and if we run out, the grocery store is just down
3: the street. Just down the street. The Dominic's. <laughs> no, So he'd get a lot more kids chasing if he ice cream. Would. Yeah, he would. Instead of that... Uh, play that jazz music, The Entertainer. Joplin. Oh, yeah. Scott Joplin. Scott Joplin. Jazz Joplin would be better. Yeah. I tell you, we told my kids the music truck, the ice cream truck was the music truck. Because we didn't want them to demand ice cream every time they saw it. And one day Adam came home and said, Dad, the music truck gives kids ice cream. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So don't lie to your kids, folks. Just tell them they can't have any ice cream.
2: That's half the fun of having kids. It's like like teaching somebody squad later and teaching them all the
3: wrong rules. The music truck gives kids ice cream. I
2: love that. That's great. I used to tell my kids, this one is, is probably just as bad, whenever we'd see a jet going overhead, I would take a couple of out of my pocket throw them on the ground. Oh, when the kids were I, looking, I'd say, look, the, the planes are dropping money.
3: I think and the kids would get so excited. I think you told me that before.
2: Oh, they still get mad at me about that. But they always look for money whenever they're near well,
3: do you have a letter ready? Yes, I do.
2: Go ahead. Oh, am I going first? Sure. The one from Jack? Uh, no. The <laughs> one
3: from... I will, but I closed my screen accidentally.
2: Oh, okay. You're reading the one from Jack. I, I'm reading the one from... Why
3: don't uh, oh don't you read this one? It's on actual paper. It came in the box to my house.
2: Oh, in a box. To my I'm house. In a box. Just, hi. Just wanted to say thank you over last summer... I dusted off my box of squad leader and played one game with a friend. The next weekend, I hurt my back and was off work for 13 weeks. Whoa.
3: Ooh. See, everyone's talking about their medical stuff today.
2: Yeah. I'm now back to 100%. I I wish I had something to tell you. No, I don't. Uh, Anyways, I have come to realize that there is nothing on TV in the afternoon. After some searching, I found your podcast. I would listen at least to at least one every other day. Now, I have gone and purchased a starter kit, one and two, as well as Beyond Valor. Picked up the ASL rule book as well. Just wanted to send you guys a thank you.
3: And thanks to you also. Yeah.
2: So he's the one that uh, sent us the beer? Yes. That's very nice. Mark, uh, Mark. We'll just say Mark. Thank yep. you very much, Mark.
3: In addition to that, he sent
2: these oh,
3: adventure interludes. Yeah. They came in there. These are D&D, first edition uh, modules for first edition campaigns, eight quick adventures for characters, and forever free games, and it's free. So he printed it out for us, sent it from his website, forever free games. You can Google that up, or maybe we'll put a link on that. Actually, there's stuff for 3.5 or Pathfinder rules. Also, they have modules for those on forever free games. It's got artwork... New monsters, all kinds that's of stuff. Really cool. So, thank you, Mark. Mark, and I'll leave yeah, that for you, Mark. Jeff, to look yeah, at maybe. Look at mm-hmm. I have.
2: You read the rest of the letters. I'm going to look at this.
3: I have one from Jack, who says, "Greetings, etc." And then he says, "What's unique about a radio show podcast sounds so plasticky is that it can convey actual social interaction." I personally live hundreds of miles from any gaming groups that have not played face-to-face game of anything in years. We're sorry to hear that. Yes,
2: we are.
3: So the main reason I listen to your show is just to hear gamers having fun with the hobby. A number of years ago, I wrote a small article about ASL sleaze tactics, which was later printed in one of the fanzines, View from the Trenches, I believe. Oh, wow. The article was written with tongue-in-cheek, but I learned from this experience that a number of ASLers have no sense of humor.
2: (laughs) I've noticed that as well.
3: I finally stopped reading the old ASL mailing list because a few individuals on there were so relentlessly contentious that it became a daily dose of their flame wars and tirades. I like to think most ASLers play the game for fun, but ASL seems to attract a certain number of Unabomber types. His mm-hmm. no, words, not ours. No soft yeah. <laughs> language there. And I'd bet whoever reads the nut mail at MMP would back me up on that. Oh my gosh. It must be very true. Referring to my constant badgering of them. Yeah, and for a counter. For counter, free mm-hmm. stuff, anything. And uh, I hope you'll continue to gear your show for the more fun-loving segment of the community. Uh, I personally don't expect to learn a lot of intricate nuts and bolts <laughs> of ASL. From a podcast, anyway. Ah,
2: okay. Not this podcast in uh, in particular.
3: Good, then we won't let him down. Yeah, we will not. And I think indeed. the printed word is easier to follow and refer back to for highly technical information. No, He's correct. Yeah, My advice for whatever it's worth is stick to what a radio show is uniquely good at. Discussion of ASL. So, for 50, we're hoping to have a roundtable. Pure ASL talk. Yes. Nothing but. Multiple people, not just us. Right. And by all means, keep having fun, I don't think. Anything in the world has to be boring. I still say Mark Nixon's Gunned Up in the Desert is the best thing ever written on ASL and proves that it's possible to be informative and fun at the same time. Thank you, Mark Nixon, for that wonderful old article. Did they reprint that in and out of the attic yet? Uh, uh, I haven't seen that one. Gunned I haven't up. seen it in and out of the attic, too, which I'm still reading. And Yeah, I finished mine. So thanks, Jack. That's a nice letter. Uh letter here from
2: Jim Burris. First, I want to ask if people you meet for the first time seem to be be overly friendly and chummy in nature. The reason I ask is that after listening to your podcast, I feel that I have just spent the last hour or so hanging out with you and Jeff. And after hours of listening, I feel like we're good buddies. I have to remember that you, on the other hand, have not spent any hours listening to my non-existent ASL podcast. So you may not know me from Adam. So, uh... That's a good question, Jim. And, uh, people do
3: actually come up to us and uh, talk
2: like we're old buddies.
3: You do feel that nice. way. Yeah. And, and we love that. And true with the people, the podcast I listen to, I feel like yeah. you know I'm really familiar with the people. So
2: Yeah, get, I get very attached with stuff like
3: that. Uh, this was left... Not in a weird way, though. <laughs> this was left uh, by Kay Dupont... <clears throat> on a thread with game squad forms, which we usually don't read these, but he said definitely makes the daily commute bearable and enjoyable. Two half squads plus two hours on the road equals less road rage. Yeah, well, we're glad to contribute to that, since we're not allowed to carry
2: firearms here in Illinois. Mm -hmm. Here's a letter from Eric. I'm a few shows behind, so forgive me if this has been covered. When you next interview a multi-man publishing employee, I would like to know their thoughts on the possibility of an electronic ASL rulebook. I believe that Hasbro retains the rights to electronic media, but what steps, if any, are MMP taking to negotiate with Hasbro to be able to produce an EASLRB? I have an EASLRB in Windows Help format, and it's a fantastic tool so much easier than flipping through the rule book. With the proliferation these days of small laptops, tablets, and ebook readers, now is the time to get an E-A-S-L-R-B on the market. All right, MMP.
3: So Take that idea and run with it, Chaz. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, MMP has been very productive with Chaz. Oh, yes, and I, I don't think that's it. I think... I don't know what I think.
2: <laughs> you know, I've just been... <laughs> I'm I'm thinking a lot differently now that I just finished that book we were talking about earlier called The Shallows, oh. which is about how so much has changed, how our very brains are changing as a result of all this input that we're getting from the internet, all these different options for media and how less likely we are to be able to read things deeply and understand them when we're reading reading them electronically. And for myself I think that's true with the squad leader rule book. I don't think I could, I can't learn anything if I'm reading it on electronic really? format. Really? The Kindle, the, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at the Kindle, the, because it's just all words. But any, like, web pages and stuff, I just can't
3: stick with it. A lot of distractions. Yeah. A lot I'm, of
2: colors there. Hey, would you open that for me, Dave? I will.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andy has written a letter. I sat down to write some funny lyrics, and when I tried, the humor density in my neighborhood was reduced by 80%. <laughs> That's how unfunny my lyrics were. Now I look forward to a contest for the most dry and pedantic rules quibbling. Jeff, you want to remind them of our contest? still all going on. Yes, we have a
2: contest going on, which we announced uh, our last show or two shows ago, which is write funny lyrics to any song. You can take an existing song or you can write your own song. Write funny lyrics related to Advanced Squad Leader and submit them to the two half-squads. We haven't gone so far as to put a... Uh, End date on this thing. That seems like too much work. But submit them, and then we will review them, we'll read them on the air, we'll sing them, we'll
3: perform them, and at some point we'll pick a winner. Even if you're not the winner, you'll, you'll have a great time. And you can get a prize donated to us from our listeners. Oh, here's a nice letter from Douglas. Uh, hi, guys.
2: I'll try to do it in Douglas's voice, even though I can't Okay. Hi, guys. Due to problems with my iPod and being busy at work, I'm a little behind in my listening to the show. I'm catching back up. First thing, I like, first thing, I like the banter. Your show for me is informative and helps me unwind from all the stresses of the day. I like it the way it is. Second and most important, I want you to know, I want to know more about these ASL groupies Jeff spoke about. Have you guys thought about doing a segment, maybe once a year, naming your top five or three scenarios of the year that you played? They don't have to be new scenarios. I would just like to hear reviews. Doug. Thank you, Doug.
3: That's a good idea also. And we're not going to say too much about the groupies because we like to keep that to ourselves. Correct. Yeah. And this announcement from the ASL Texas guys, the 19th Annual Texas Team Tournament. Austin, Texas, June 23 to 26, 2011. Details available at www.texas-asl.com. Make your plans to get to Texas.
2: Here's one from Dr. Christopher. Here's my entry for the song lyric contest. Please let me know you received my lyrics. Great idea for a contest. He said fun idea for a contest, but we've reserved the right to uh, rewrite people's letters to make us sound better. I adopted an old drinking song called The Moonshiner.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah.
2: We don't want to say too much about this because we're going to do this on a show.
3: Yes. That's another uh, submission for the yeah. contest. Yeah. Which and is great. I have a Facebook post. Jeff, you should talk about Facebook in a minute. It said, hi, Jeffrey. There are some topics you'd like. That would be great. Air support, gliders, paratroopers. Mm-hmm. I can handle that. Campaign games. We've talked about that before. PTO. Time to get on that. Yeah. Otherwise, a great show, and he has one suggestion. I'm listening to your show at work, The Graveyard Shift at a small hotel in Sweden. You really make me get, make me get through the night. My suggestion is that you get out 14 shows a month and five hours apiece. <laughs> wow. I think we could do that. He's I'm in, not sure it'd be a hundred percent dedicated. He's to into the, here, but... he's into the second or third re-listen of the show. Wow. And he's cool. working on it. We are also working on a contribution to your latest Competition you have been warned our singing is uh really bad, oh good now that I'm looking forward yeah, to hearing me too matts Olsen
2: that's pretty cool that he's uh that he listens to us all the way over there in Sweden. so what is it with the Facebook Jeff well um we do have a Facebook page now it's called the two half squads so if you're on Facebook, look for the two half squads and uh, we post we just post stuff on there about the show what's coming up. You know, we're just sort of experimenting with it at this point. So uh, check us out on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. All right, and that's it. Four letters. Thanks, everybody, for writing. We love it.
5: Hello, Half Squad. This is uh, Pierce Ostrander from Deal, Maryland. And I just wanted to say that uh, I just returned to Advanced Squad Leader as a hobby. I was a lifestyle player. For a number of years, uh, beginning all the way back with Purple Box Squad Leader, up through about the mid-90s, took about 10 years off, and uh, just got back into it. I just attended the Winter Offensive 2011 uh, here in Bowie, Maryland. Had a great time, played three scenarios, really enjoyed myself. Just wonderful to be back in the game. Right after that, I downloaded some of your podcasts, and listening to about a half a dozen of them now. And you guys are definitely not boring, in my view. I find you just hilarious, and that's probably because of my fondness for Midwesterners. You guys pretty much define that whole space in the way you talk and the kinds of things you say and the things you talk about, and I just really enjoy even the all the between-squad leader pattern that... Uh, is a uh, part of your show. So thank you very much. I, I find it delightful. And, uh, you guys are probably one of the most listenable podcasts, uh, that I've listened to on, on the subject of gaming. I, I do play Euro games as well. Don't tell anyone. Uh, and do listen to a number of podcasts in that, uh, genre. Uh, but, uh, even amongst the, uh, gosh, dozen or so that I listen to, I'd say that you guys are, are probably up there in the top few in terms of just, uh, General enjoyment. And, and I think that's because you seem to be having such a good time together. So just keep up the good work and, uh, you know, keep it, keep it fun. Keep uh, rolling low and uh, making your morale checks or whatever it is your little saying is.
3: Well, Jeff, we played a game the other day,
2: didn't we, we? We played squad leader and, you know, we're not getting, well,
5: I don't know about you, but I'm not getting nearly enough squad
2: leader in lately. Just a lot of stuff going on with work. So it was really fun to play the other night. And we played a great scenario and and I won. So and, that that was And it was Hedgerows. And it was Hedgerows and uh Bocage. It was Bocage. So we played this scenario uh A P thirty one from Action Pack four,
3: was it? Mm, yeah, four or five. And, uh, something.
2: First Christo. Takes place in nineteen forty four in Christo, France. The British against the Germans. I played the Germans. And this was written by a guy who made a book about the hedgerow fighting. Oh, yes, Ian Daglish. Mm-hmm. Right, who we've got on the books at some point, to mm-hmm. interview. So really looking forward to that. And it was fun to get back into those bocage rules, and we both did a little uh, refresher on that, which was nice. We held hands and read it together on the couch. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play several more games to really learn those rules better. Yeah. So this used uh, Board 55, and in this particular scenario... You were, as the British, you were supposed to take the high ground, which was on the far edge of the board from where you started off. And I was lined up sort of in the middle. I only had five or six hex rows in which to set up, and I needed to prevent you from getting through and
3: getting to those that high ground. And, and the miracle was, you, I got to that road hex, where right where you could set up, and I had this whole stack, a killer stack, that was cutting off down the lane, so Jeff couldn't. Moved from his right flank to his left to su- to support his defense on my attack, mm-hmm. and then for some reason I thought I'd cross back to the left with that killer stack. Yeah. Moved over to hedge into the street, and Jeff said, "Hold it, hold it right there." I said, oh. "I had my AT gun there." His AT gun, a 50L, adjacent, right, or one hex away. One hex away, and he opened up with that thing. Got a rate.
2: Yeah, and
3: <laughs> and you. It- it was really exciting. That was on the second
2: turn or so maybe the third turn and I, I kept thinking and I had purposely sort of left that lane open because I wanted you to run down that lane. So I left that road open. I purposely I did not have any units oh, that's right. down that road. That's right, you didn't. Because I thought I want him to run I want him to run into that intersection hex and then run straight down that road. Well, you went one hex over from that. Right, you going to run around so around it. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have hit you in the, the adjacent hex. And but it, I, I did not take have the foresight to bore sight anywhere. But I probably uh, went to we couldn't
3: because I set up on board also. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And that you were awesome. very patient to not shoot that thing earlier because I was sitting right across the street from him yeah. for a while. With you were sitting be, behind Bocage, but I thought he's got to move out of there. <laughs> yeah. And had I just gone the other way, I would have avoided the whole thing. Or if you hadn't moved as a stack, but you did. Yeah. And this had the one where you had to choose to move the infantry or the tanks for me. The British. Yes. And the Which is interesting. Had gotten out ahead of the infantry, and so it gave you lots of interesting choices. So.
2: And the other thing that I did. That you were
3: that you were asking me about as I
2: did it was I moved my tanks as I moved my tanks on board. I uh, took them off rather than taking them up through the center to where your tanks were. I took them off to the side over the hill and right through bocage and and risked the uh, breakdown the bog. Yeah, that surprised me also the bog. And I made it through the bog and uh, got them into a pretty good position. But I did well with that one and it was fun to play. So
3: I recommend that one. And now it's time for... Ooh, what time is it? What's in the box? Sorry? What's in the box? Are you asking me? Yes. What is it today, Jeff? In the box?
2: Yes. Uh, what we have today is Rally Point, Volume 5, the Thunderbird Pack from October 2010, the 45th Infantry Division in action, featuring 10 new scenarios... From Bill Sisler. So where did this come from? Bill Sissler. He sent it to us?
3: Nope, the guys at Schwerpunkt.
2: Oh, they sent it to us, Evan Sherry at
3: at Al. Gave it to us Gave at the open. Us. It's oh. taken us a while to get to it. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Evan. Thank you very
2: much, Evan, for, for donating this. So this whole pack, ten scenarios, is all about and relating to the forty fifth infantry division, which is from uh Oklahoma. Units from uh, Arizona, Colorado, and Oklahoma, and New Mexico. National Guard. So, ten scenarios. I think I have the first ones, and these are all in chronological order, which which I always like. Oh, yeah. I like that, too. This one starts off, uh, number one, starts off in Sicily, July 1943. Picture it, Sicily, 1943. And because these are rally point, you can play these with uh, uh, starter kit rules. But this one does use... uh, board 44 as well as board X and a nice selection of German against all these are going to be Americans against Germans nothing too unusual here this is uh, seven and a half turns the uh, Americans actually get some a lot of good units seven six 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 units six seven four seven units a couple more seven four seven units uh, come on later in the game 13 against 13 four, six, seven, Germans, who are in place. I think they have to displace the Germans in this one. So This one's that's called Sicily Debut, and on the other side is the Piccolo Peak, which uses board 45 and, and board V. So people should know that even though these are starter kit, they're going to need to get some of these boards. Where are they going to
3: get these boards, Dave? From the other game sets, or they could buy the new $240 unless you pre-ordered it for less board set. Star yeah, Trek-style boards. boards. Yeah, all the boards from MMP, which I keep thinking,
2: I need that. I may ask my kids to drop out of college so I can afford that.
3: That's a steep one. Yeah. It's a worthy cause, though. Tell me about yours. <laughs> well, I do notice I uh, big typically big. these are, are smaller scale. Yeah. Uh, there is one black Edelweiss, which is, you're looking at 20-plus squads of Americans against SS, another... More than 20 squads of Germans. And it's an eight and a half turner, so it's really nine turns. And that is a, looks like a big monster one on three boards. So that's unusual. So apparently they met the SS as they fought their way across. That starts to happen in January and 45, near the end of the war. Another one with the SS in March of 45. And one is set in Italy. Again, against against the Germans, as you've said.
2: Yeah, the earlier ones are in Italy, and then they move across into, at least mine, move across into France in 1944, and then into Germany in 1945.
3: Yeah, and I have Purple Heart Alley. I wonder if that's the same situation as Purple Heart Lane, that scenario for the starter kits. It's in Italy, 43. I don't know. It's a smaller scale, one, five and a half turns, two half boards, 15 to 49, Small number of units, about 10 or less per side. Olive groves, special rules.
2: Oh, that's where you can climb up into the trees, <laughs> right? I love that about olive groves. A lot of people don't know the olive grove rules.
3: No, they yeah. don't. Yeah. And yeah, those are mine. Jeff, do you have any more you want to talk about?
2: They look like nice scenarios.
3: Yeah, I think. a nice variety. And people don't cards. want us to read off each of the scenarios it. What you can expect, the neat thing is that it's all about the at one division, 45th, and uh, makes it unique.
2: Yeah, so it takes you like on a historical journey
3: throughout the war with the a exploits. unit. That's what's really the cool about it. And which is very cool. And Bill Sizzler has quite a reputation, so you can expect some good quality with that. Yeah.
5: Hey, Jeff and Dave, this is Trent Dobbs from Wix of Michigan. I was just calling to let you know how much I enjoy the show, you guys. I started listening, uh, I think, in the summer of '09. And by 2010, in January, I was uh, I was playing face-to-face, and um, you guys really inspired me to get back into the hobby. I enjoyed listening to all the shows, all the commentary. I like the lighthearted uh, approach that you guys take in your podcast. Um, I had the privilege of meeting you guys at the October Fest briefly. I was walking out, and you guys were walking in. and uh, I just uh, can't thank you guys enough for what you're doing for the hobby, Keep up the good work and uh, hope to see you guys and maybe possibly play you guys real soon. Take care. Bye.
3: It's time for Box Art Review. Oh no. Remember, Jeff, the listeners said they liked it. We banned it for a while, remember?
2: Oh, like one episode, but there was a huge uproar. people wanted it back. It's true. It's true.
3: Because... This is crazy. What a crazy show. They all have the W.O. bonus packs. One and two. Whoa.
2: Bonus packs.
3: And they want to know more about the art. What does yeah, the W.O. Clamoring. stand for?
2: Winter Offensive.
3: That is correct, Jeff. No, it's... It's actually pronounced Winter Offensive. Never offensive, because look at the artwork on Winter Offensive Pack One. Yeah, I
2: see that. It's a picture. It's a it's a photograph.
3: And no, it's actually a painting again. No,
2: really? Actually, look it's
3: closely. Yes, MMP sprang for actual art this time. This is a photograph. No, that's a. That's a painting. It is. Well, I don't know now that you're That's a start. now that you're so sure of it. Well, it can still be art. Follow where's there. the where's the credits? It where's the photography credits? Can be art. Let it's me pretty. see that. No, this is a painting. Well, somebody took a photograph. Right we'll be darned. I don't, over it. I well I I think it's a painting. It's still art. All right, well we'll treat it as a painting today, and if I'm wrong. Shame on me. Shame. It's still art, and more importantly, it's still life. Well, it's, it's still life because they're not moving. Right. But we wouldn't call that a normally a still life, Jeffrey. No. That would have to be a painting of your bottle here, your scotch bottle, or a painting of your computer equipment might be a still life. More of a modern concept for a still life? Mm-hmm. Traditionally, we would think fruit baskets. Mm-hmm. Dead fish.
2: Yeah, dead fish.
3: Life. Still life. Loaf of bread. Loaf of bread. Yeah. Marvelous works of art. Yeah. But this is war, and we see some Americans <laughs> okay,
2: well, here.
3: Fascinating. Wait, are, are they Americans? Rick. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I think that guy on the top is Kleinschmidt. I think Kleinschmidt counter. I. Th- think this is a sherman tank and these americans have winter camo but i thought they didn't have winter camo i thought they took like sheets when they, they had the battle of the bulge
2: yeah i think that's right I didn't think there's
3: winter camo. no there there's some that, winter camo maybe they rented it from the fins boy someone needs to do more research before they do their <laughs> box art reviews don't they yeah who
2: who would that be
3: now, what's nice about the bonus pack is ASL helps fight ALS. We mentioned Which that before nice. on a yeah. show. Yeah. And Which is
2: nice. So hand, hand that over and let me, let me see that. Look I'm, how I'm thick the snow is, again. Jack. Yeah, it's very thick. It reminds me of a, you know, your typical winter day in Chicago.
3: Oh, yes. We had but a big uh, snow this year, didn't we? Oh, yeah.
2: We had a great snowstorm this year. And,
3: um, yeah, I think that is a Sherman tank. I think that's the backside of a Sherman tank and the backside of a bunch of guys. I think so, too. Is that an M1 carbine rifle, too? Hard to tell, but... Uh, M1 was not a carbine, actually. Oh, t- oh Got me there. I was just <laughs> testing you. <laughs> of course. It looks like he's wearing the, the Olive Drab. Yeah. Um, the cross patch. Well, but look at the loveliness. Do you like the art, Jeff? Um, yeah, for the most part, I do. Do you see the pyramid in the artwork? I see the pyramid, yeah. Now, in addition to the triangular shape of the subject matter, mm-hmm. we have things on the sides. These are called framing devices. I call them trees. You might call them trees because you're uneducated in arts. <laughs> but the sophisticated art viewer would recognize them as framing devices because they appear around the sides.
2: Hey, look oh. at all those birds over there in that framing device. Look <laughs> at
3: how they look. They go around the side, almost like a frame to the picture. It's cold. Somebody go cut down a framing device. And you're feeling the cold from the artwork, aren't you? Oh, it is. It's chilling looking. It is. You know, it's actually beautiful, for soft winter, winter, winter I would like to see something in the South Pacific. Palm trees. No, no, no. Hula girls. No. No. However now, are we do you think we're done with that? I love the color scheme here. Um, it's a chili. Right? Almost a monochromatic yeah. look to it. Yeah. There'll be one color for you uneducated people. Mono being one. Or wait, I thought it was Una. Una was one. Unicycle. Unichromatic. yes. Chromos, coming from the Latin word chromos, the Greek word chromos. Color. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> Very nice color choices. Subtle work of art. Beautiful. Going to bonus pack two. Jeff, which one do you like best though?
2: Well, I, uh, I, I have to say I like the bonus pack two. I mean, the, the winter offensive bonus pack is nice, but it is chilling. I mean, I get a chill looking at it.
3: So you uh, like the bonus th-
2: pack two? I like
3: that. It's warmer colors and it's a close up of a soldier's pack. face. Mm-hmm. What is? Body what do you think up. that soldier is thinking, Jeff, or feeling right now? He'd like to reach
2: right out of that painting and slap you.
3: <laughs> yes, he would, wouldn't he? He's a very stern face. I wonder if his body's too big for his head. <laughs> Not that he's fat. That's why he's got that sour look on his face. You know, just it looks a little the proportion might be off. My the head's branch. too small. Might be off a fraction. Certainly, this is an American He's airborne. they had such a hard time fitting them for a helmet. Airborne trooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the helmet would be much larger compared yeah. to the neck and the shoulders. But, but still, a nice, decent work of art. I don't have the artist's name here, regretfully. You know, art is. I I, I would say this and art we, is hard, hard to do. Am I right? Yes, it's you are correct. Do. We must respect our artists. And their talents. It's easy to do bad, but hard to do good. That is correct.
2: So, uh, what's this? The Winter Offensive Bonus Pack 2. When did this... Oh, this came out from 2001. I see. Okay.
3: Yes, and what season is it that this soldier we're looking at is in Jeff?
6: <laughs> is this
2: a biology question?
3: No. Meteorology? Yes, meteorology. I don't know what season is. How would I know that? Look at these little things here. Oh, is that, are those snowflakes? I think they're snowflakes. Okay. And so again, it's a winter offensive back. Even though you are correct, it's not as chilling as the other work of art. It is still wintertime. I think I see a little smoke, mist, not smoke. You wouldn't be, well you might be smoking cigarettes. Lots of soldiers used to. Yes. They didn't know it was bad for them. No. But mist blowing out of the mouth of the Mm -hmm. soldier. Water vapor. Water vapor. Mm-hmm. Condensation, mm-hmm. is that fair to say? So and he looks well-equipped. He's got a
2: hand grenade hanging there. And,
3: uh, yes, the pineapple grenade. Mm-hmm.
2: Gun slung over the shoulder. I mean, you know, as far as authentic looking, it looks like the, the artist went to some uh, extent to make sure that it was authentic.
3: Yes, very good. Like very good um, yeah. historical detail, yeah. research yeah. for this. And so we approve. Thumbs up. Thumbs up to yeah, both. Thumbs up. In fact, can you see you his off thumbs off there? there? It's
2: behind the strap. It actually looks like he doesn't have... A... Oh, yeah, I guess he does. Yeah, we'll take it. Good choice. All right. I how MMP gets this art and how they make this decision room Do they line up all these pictures? Do the artists come in and pitch them? No. They
3: his, like, the whole process here. Well, you remember your interview with the it artist of the Smith. journals, yeah. Ken Smith. And I think he said they just tell him, we're looking for this. Yeah. And then you got something yeah. like that, we're looking for something like this.
2: Yeah. Oh, well done.
3: Well, and that's going to then conclude an episode of Box Art Review.
2: So we can tell that these ah. uh, the the, um, the concertina orchestra that they can go home now. Yes, they can. Thank well, you for guys, coming. Yeah, thanks, gentlemen. guys. Oh, these guys are expensive too.
3: But it's nice. Well, I have nothing else for us to do on this show, Jeff. Do we do some ass lock interviews? Do we still gonna, have more? Is it possible that there's more? We've got four more ass lock interviews, so we're going s-
6: to
2: stick one on the end of this show. Next show, hopefully we're going to do, we'll put two on this show.
3: Should we put two on? Yeah, we'll
2: see what the, how that lays out. Coming up, we've got, as you mentioned before, we'll have a roundtable discussion, hopefully the next show. And then coming up after that, we're going to have a nice rules discussion regarding close combat. So everybody,
3: everybody is going to want to listen to that. Close combat. And then I'd recommend we do something with the Pacific, perhaps, or I like the paratroop idea. Yeah. Paradrops and uh, gliders. Which I have never done. Maybe we
2: could, oh, no, we'd have to play something out of order. But (laughs) I'll, I'll play something. I'll get
3: rich or something well i could play I could play a paratroop, paratrooper yeah. uh, game with you. I like them a lot. I know I remember um Joe had mentioned the, the scattering of the troops falling it becomes kind of random, and I thought that was kind of the beauty of it, yeah, but yep, yeah, looking for close combat coming up soon and yeah. a round table discussion and an interview from Aslock, which one shall it be? I think it should be Glenn Houseman Glenn Houseman, who runs what company Houseman, 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 and McCormick.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> they gave us the zombie packs, right? Oh, right. The beautiful zombie packs. And we have not played a zombie game yet. We are looking forward to that also. This is so much to do with ASL. They'll keep you hopping all the time.
2: We have to love the Internet because I typed in Glenn and in Google. I did a Google search on Glenn Hausman zombie. And
3: it, and it immediately came back with the Eastside Gamers. Eastside Gamers. Yeah. That is correct. The Marvelous Eastside Gamers and an interview with Glenn Hausman.
2: These design
3: packs I see here,
2: which are for Squad Leader. Yeah.
3: Which, actually,
2: I'm not familiar with these. They've got four of them. Design pack one, two, three, and four. Very clever of them. All of which are Squad Leader scenario packs. Excellent so with no and, further and I, I have not listened to the Glenn Houseman uh, interview since we did it so
3: with no further ado here's Glenn Well Jeff and time for another interview. here we go. Right. Now, who do you have with us today Jeff we have Glenn Houseman that's correct. How about that
2: Glenn this is our first time meeting you. it's very nice to meet you nice to meet you guys too. So right. here we are at Asloc 2010. what are you we know why we're here we're here to do interviews. why are you here? I'm here
7: to play ASL, of course, Sweet. and to we are releasing our design pack six here. This is our scenario pack, ASL scenario pack. And you are with the East East Side, East side Gamers. Gamers. I'm the main designer, play tester, but I, that's about all I do. I don't have, get involved in the business side of it at all. Just to
3: sit over there in a chair and sell them to people. Yeah. Well, our experience with your company, and you haven't listened to the podcast. No, I haven't heard one yet. Technologically challenged,
6: but <laughs> we'll forgive you, glad. <laughs>
3: That's okay. Um, one of our listeners sent us a pack called the Zombie Pack. The Zombie Pack, yeah, yeah. We're
7: getting a lot of feedback on the Zombie Pack.
3: Well, maybe it's because of our publicizing your zombie pack. Oh, it must be. <laughs> it's only because of you guys, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. <You're probably laughs> because if they actually played it, they might have troubles, right? Well, yeah. and our confession is we haven't actually played one yet, but a listener no. sent it out, check this out, talk about right. this, Yeah. and we reviewed the pack and just loved the rules, concepts, yeah, uh, yeah. what the sniper was. A, I even remember, and I haven't played them yet, the sniper was a random zombie, zombie creation. Look, creation. Yep. <laughs> and there was slow-movingness and all the good right. zombie goodness in the yep. pack. So we are anxious to, in fact, as soon as we sat down here to set up our game waiting for interviews, Jeff said, darn, we should have brought the... We should have brought the zombie pack, yeah. Well, we have some for sale over there if you guys want to buy one. Yeah, just
4: might.
7: <laughs> so whose idea was that? It was all my idea. I... Uh... And I'm a big zombie movie fan. I've seen them all. And uh, you know, when you watch favorite we, zombie
2: movie,
7: favorite zombie 2000, uh, 2004 Dawn of the Dead, the newest.
3: Dawn oh, okay, of the Dead. okay. Right.
7: And uh, second one would probably be Return of the Living Dead. That's where the chemical makes them come back to life, and they can't be killed. Even the pieces keep coming at you. That's one of my favorites. And what
3: about the one, the comedy one, Shaun of the Dead? Oh, I don't like Sean That the I don't like,
7: uh, a little comedy is okay tossed in. I don't like complete, I just didn't like that one. Yeah, not a true zombie, zombie it, film, It's, it's considered, I'm on zombie forums and stuff, and that's considered a, very popular. Okay. Just for some reason, personally, I didn't get into
3: it. Mm, that's good enough. It's no bad reflection on your character. You're purist <laughs> in zombie film.
7: My character, you can't make it any worse. It doesn't matter.
3: So, are so you a fan of
2: the slow-moving uh, dumb zombie you, as you opposed know, to the 28 weeks that's later, a big, or 28 uh, uh, days the, later?
7: That's the, probably the biggest uh, controversy in the zombie community yeah. is slow versus fast. Yeah. Scientifically speaking, if, you, if there is such a thing, <laughs> you, the muscles would decay to a point where you couldn't move fast. But on the other, other argument is that you'd feel no pain, so you could just force them to be moved. But uh, <laughs> I'm a fan of the fast zombies because they're scarier. They're more, they're oh, harder okay. to kill. The scarier the zombie, the better. The slow movie yeah. ones I always had. you know, Can't you just walk through them? Just go. Just right. You know. Yeah. But the fast ones you can't. You can't avoid it. So I'm more of a fast
2: zombie fan. But the zombie pack that you created, uh, they're, they're slow. slow. Movie, they're slow movie zombies. Yeah. Right. So are you thinking about a sequel?
7: We are. Prob- we're very serious about doing uh, expanding it. Yeah. Having fast and slow zombies. Different speed zombies, probably just two speeds. Uh, different, <laughs> adding civilian counters, uh, a European civilian which doesn't have firearms, uh, maybe some more. Uh, uh, <laughs> it sounds so gruesome. Handicap counters, people, old senior citizen counters, uh, oh. children counters. Wonderful. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, just, just ramping it up uh, on almost every level. C- creating counters. There's someone who's who's created some counters for them that we we're, we were going to try to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to make a map. We've got to have the mall. Oh, it Would of be course. a geo yeah. board yeah, with yeah, a mall could. in the center, and then the whole outside edges would be, the two edges of the board would be just uh, like runway, parking lot. Yeah. We'd have to come up with rules for parked cars or wrecked cars being an inherent terrain sort of thing.
2: And there's a lot of ideas we've got. Lots yeah, great ideas. Potential. Yeah. So, and I bet you get a good response from that because it's just, it's a fun takeoff on ASL. It's
7: fun and it works. You know, the yeah. ASL rules are perfect for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of surprised no one ever thought of it because
2: they are berserk, but it's just a slow
7: berserk. Right. And they just keep, and they have to get a KIA and casualty reduction just wears them down. It's, it's, ASL is perfectly designed for it. Yeah. So brilliant,
3: yeah. And that's not the only thing your company does. You also produce other scenarios. We produce the regular
7: ASL scenarios, yeah. The boring regular. ASL. Our uh, we sort of <laughs> our specialty is becoming or has is our giant monster scenarios. Or, or we also like we like to in each pack we like to have a wide variety: small, medium, large, giant. Yeah, but the giant sizes. ones take so long to play with us that we can really only do every one every other year now. So.
5: Side game we were playing
3: Bob game. is I speaking. Concerned. I think we're picking him up. Do you um, want to Bendis?
7: jump so it's in there, like Ben?
5: Right.
6: Oh, the like titles.
7: So, yes. The t- I
6: was able to guess. Six out of
7: seven, that were yours. Good. Then
3: I guess I'm doing my job. Bob Bendis guess, is okay. giving approval is to the most name titles,
7: <laughs> the goriest titles,
3: and we liked your website. Also, you had some Oh, see, that's, destruction. that's like I say. I don't have
7: anything to do with that. I, I have. I don't even visit it, so I don't even really know what's on it. I I, I checked it out a couple times, of course. But, what is the website? Eastside game. I don't know. No, it's, okay, let's okay. right. put it on the spot. D-side gamers. <laughs> horrible
3: at promoting himself.
7: I don't go- <laughs> I have anything to do with it, I swear. No, I, th- I know. I, did,
2: I often didn't know our own website for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so it's Google us.
7: There. Google D-side us. Eastside gamer something.
2: I'm sure if you just Google it. So, how did you get started uh, in Smiler? Well, uh,
7: we've been playing in, since uh, late 70s when Smiler came out. My brother and I and our kids in the neighborhood played. Then, uh, as we got older, in our 20s, all of a sudden, we were in the hobby shop, and there's this ASL rule book in Beyond Valor, and we're like, oh, no. It was re- we were really mad that we had, because
2: uh-huh. we
7: were looking forward to the next uh, module from the squad leader thing, and we find out there's not going to be any more squad leader modules. It's all good right. And, you know, and we were, didn't have I was poor then. I was just working in an ice cream and I was like, I can't afford to spend 60 bucks on that. I, I remember was really that mad. feeling, yeah. And, but we did it, because that was a really our favorite game. We were... The only other game we were into that big was the uh, SPQR, the Ancient Rome Battles, and they had lots of update kits for that, but we sort of, that faded away, and ASL took over and kept buying the modules, kept playing. It's important that you keep playing, and we have, Fort and I have a brother who likes to play, and we always played every week, and we had friends that we sucked into it, forced forced into it. (laughs) If they wanted to hang out with us, they had to play ASL, so they learned, they all learned, and then, so we kept playing that, and then... Towards the late '90s, I mean, sorry, late '80s, we uh, found out tournaments were around. We we went to uh, a board game tournament in Michigan, Southeast Michigan, and ASL was played there. Most uh, we were playing uh, Russian campaign from ASL a lot. We were always in those tournaments. We noticed that ASL was starting to be played there, so we switched over to the SL tournaments. And then we got to know the guys there, and there was the guys from Critical Hit in the same uh, location, from Southeast Michigan, and then we met them and. Uh, then we found out about uh, about the S-Lock. Uh, we started coming here, I think, mid-'90s, early-'90s. And we went from Youngstown to different locations. We, I've been to every one except uh, two, two years I missed. But, um, wow, S-lock, okay. So. All right. And I've
3: only been to two before this, so back in the-'90s also. When, yeah. Pre-children days for me. But. Yeah, well, I don't really have a life. See, so I work
7: nights... Don't get off till one in the morning. There's nobody. All my friends are asleep. I can't yeah. can't do anything. There's bars are even closed at that hour. So basically, so just uh, go online or play ASL, uh, So design scenarios. Solar. Okay. So yeah, And you know, I'm not just a total ASL oh, free, but,
3: Yeah, but it you does it. It push, pushes you toward the design elements rather. Yeah. than, Whereas I'm always juggling players, trying to get it's more playing right. time, and I don't See design I'm, anything. You
7: know? I'm really good at uh, solo play.
3: That
7: sounds good. Just ASL, just ASL, not with uh, you know uh, <laughs> other things. But uh, yeah, uh, so that helps when you're designing. When you're good at point switching sides and. Uh, to Getting a different frame of mind to play the other side, trying to forget what the other side was doing, and it's almost like being schizophrenic and being able to switch it on and off. Mm-hmm. And that's, that really helps with the designing. So that when I do finish the design solo, I bring it to the guys, it's pretty much it doesn't need a lot of work. It's just more detail oriented after that. Uh, so
2: that's that's helped us a lot. So how do you get? Where do your ideas come from when you're going to oh, do a design? You're just reading some, stuff,
7: and mostly it's reading stuff and then wanting to make it into a scenario. But, I'd say about a third of it is just playing around uh, with it, uh, trying to have fun, you know, playing solo by yourself and coming up with a, two, a cool idea designing a scenario and then later on finding an action where it could have occurred. <laughs> In other words, oh, reverse yeah. engineering it's right. so that the, those actually turn out to be the most popular scenarios. So, Because I guess you're, cause you're, it's more fun to begin with and then the history comes later whereas when you start from the history first you're, you're sort of restricted. Right. And you're totally restricted yourself to what actually happened and that takes away a lot of the creativity from it. Right. So I think the ones that you just make up out of total fantasy Are more fun, and then you have, of course, you have people want historical accuracy, and that's getting more and more every year. Yeah. So uh, we are very, very good about that because it it didn't used to be as big a concern, but now it's every year it's getting more of a concern. So the ones that I do make up from whole cloth, uh, we work very hard to find something that would. Actually, where it actually would happen. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, most of it's just you see the you find it a, a historical reference, read it thoroughly, find out the units involved, get trained to match the historical terrain. That's that one. So that's the one everyone understands. Yeah, it's difficult to explain to people the other one, the other way to do it. People don't understand it. They don't. They don't approve of it either. A lot of people. So. Yeah.
2: Now you? Uh, do you design maps as well? I have,
7: but they haven't been published and. Uh, I don't think we'll ever release them with our packs because I find that the packs that I we we get other people's packs to find out what's going on out there. Uh, We'll play them once and then that's it. The map's not used again, and other people aren't designing on other people's maps. And so it seems. I know. I I don't. I hate to say it's a gimmick, but I think it's a gimmick. I (laughs) see. Scenario packs. I see. They're good for that scenario, that pack. but then after that. Unless yeah, you they don't get a lot. And of there's another thing. Let's say we did that. We put a map in our pack for the scenarios in that pack. Well, then, you know, we want us to design more scenarios on that map so people don't feel like that's it. But that means that they're going to buy the second pack. It has a scenario that uses the map from the previous pack. So it sort of compels you to put the old map in the new pack so that they can, people who don't have the old pack don't have to go buy that. I don't know. It's just a – Yeah, I see. Something we, plus, it's, you know, we don't have the capability. <laughs> if you've ever seen our packs that are black and white, there's no counter
3: art. Just basic, solid, good old ASL. Yeah, we don't have
7: uh, the technological ability to to make these gigantic, colorful, color things and everything. So yeah. we're pretty basic about the production values. So.
3: Now, was there a a map of
7: Cleveland who was telling us about that?
3: Yeah. So, oh, so is there the a map uh, that accompanies October the silver mist,
7: or the map of Cleveland for the zombie pack?
2: Yeah. So yeah. That...
7: I drew that myself. It took forty hours of color pencil. Uh, it was actual size to the map that's released. Because uh, I was a uh, color pencil artist for a while. I was in exhibitions, and I was really good with color pencils. Oh. Um, I even had a drawing that was in a coffee table book, and uh, I was actually doing pretty well with that before ESL took over. So I could always go back to trying to be an artist, but um, fine artist, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, so that was the hotel, and I was doing it from memory mostly. I did go to MapQuest or something to get over an aerial view of the area, mm-hmm. and All that right. made it easy. just copied that, basically, and trying to remember which buildings were... Not stone, wooden. A lot of them have glass, so we had to come up with special rules for, you know, making like a fast food restaurant that's mostly glass. How would it be for a terrain effect modifier, you know, stuff like that, and uh, gas stations being able to explode and stuff like that. Oh, right. But the map itself was pretty much a realistic copy of the hotel, uh, the Quality Inn Hotel on Angle Road there, uh, where we used to have uh, ASLOC for many years. And, you know, it was fun to have a zombie... Zombies attack the hotel where you're staying. And
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so. very good idea. Yeah, and so uh, did you release that map with the with the zombie pack for a no, while? No,
7: because the the zombie pack that was just sort of like testing the water. We were surprised that it was a you know gimmick that yeah. we thought would be yeah. fun to do. Right. We only made sixty of them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. That's out of print. We we haven't made it anymore. We don't think we even know if we could because we lost a lot of the original stuff for it. Oh. Um, but the second pack was just completely using geo boards. And no. Uh, Besides, sides and uh, an asphalt doesn't meet there anymore. So we'd have to re- we have to do this hotel now, the Holiday Inn. And, uh, and I really don't feel like drawing
2: another map to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work. Well, maybe Holiday Inn could sponsor it a little bit. Oh know. yeah, I'm
7: sure they'd love to have. that. Yeah. Uh,
2: they're building, uh, whole, destroyed they're building destroyed in, yeah. by yeah. zombies. <laughs> you <laughs> you never know. And put a, maybe a can of Coke or something in the lower right hand uh, corner. get a little you money sponsor. from that. So uh, what are you working on now? You got a new something new coming up that you
7: We totally exhaust ourselves getting this this pack out for aslock this iPad yeah. six. After that, we usually take a little breather and play the stuff that we get here, Swearpunk and uh, uh, Friendly Fire and the other stuff that we get when we're here, and for sort of decompress from our stuff. But we've gotten so much uh, feedback on the zombies. We've been talking about. We don't have the resources to do both. We could either do a zombie pack, an expanded zombie pack, or we could do another regular ASL scenario pack. Well, we're talking about talking about it, so we think right now we're leaning towards just devoting the next year to doing the uh, uh, expanded zombie pack. And that's uh, that'd be cool. That's sort of what we're working on now. We're not really working on anything right now. We're just sitting back right now. Yeah. But when we start up again, usually in November, we start seriously working on the next year's project. I'm going to try to push for that. It's a lot of work, though, because we're going to, you know, you're working from nothing. you got nothing It's working from scratch. you got to come up with everything, every idea. I've uh, bounced ideas off some of the European people about how their civilian counter should be represented, uh, working on some of the zombie forms to find out different zombie speeds, <laughs> if mm-hmm. you want to put it that way, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, fast zombies, slow zombies. Maybe we're, What I'm thinking about is having... Uh, almost like a PTO terrain thing, where you can have a fast zombie rules and slow zombie rules. So you could play, maybe play one scenario would be using fast zombie rules, and then there would be a set, different set of rules for the slow zombies. So a player could choose a scenario where they're not combined. You could, if you're a fast zombie fan, you can choose a fast zombie scenario. Yeah. If, if you prefer, if you're yeah. a purist who likes the slow <laughs> zombies, you don't have to play that scenario. You can play a slow zombie scenario. So. Sounds yes. like sounds All
2: like forward. a gas. Very. You creative. must have a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah.
7: Yeah. Well, uh, some most of us do, but the, some of our playtesters don't like zombies and all and won't play them. Oh, I
2: see. And it's
7: hard to get them playtested, uh, you know, because a lot of people, they just want to play ASL to begin with. And then when you throw zombies in there, ah, forget it. Well, you find somebody else to playtest it.
2: Jeff, you like zombies. I love zombies. I just, uh, you have just last year I read uh,
7: World War Z. World War Z is a great, great book. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's another thing people have been mentioning. Why are you going to... We will not do scenarios based on the movies or the books. They're going to have to be created completely from our own ideas. I've, we just never done that with ASL. We don't have Kelly's hero scenarios or yeah. Ryan scenarios, and we're not going to do it for zombies either. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that because some, some people want to see that. Well, I don't they, know. hate to their have own. A blanket statement. Maybe we will in yeah. one or two. I, I. We haven't really
3: thought about no, it. No, at the though. time. No plans. Yeah. No plan. yeah. yeah.
7: But a World War scene, I also recommend Day-by-Day day day Armageddon. By J.L. Bourne, I read that in the last couple months, and it's great. Really great. It's like done in a diary style, where this guy starts out, things are starting to get, get strange, and then, and it's a really well well written.
2: It's they're fun. they're everywhere right now. I said there's a yeah. there's a Star Trek uh, zombie
7: <laughs> uh, book Jane out Austin right now that zombie looks zombie like yeah. it. Yeah, I mean it's everywhere.
2: Yeah, it's everywhere.
7: I don't know what they what the peel is but it's there I yeah. don't know I can't tell you why I find them to be my favorite monster a lot of, you know, they don't compare to this vampire uh, stuff you know vampires have taken over everything talking yeah. about movies TV comics everything is vampires but zombies are in there zombies are in there We're, they, zombies have surpassed werewolves <laughs> yeah definitely as far as interest <laughs> yeah definitely so I think the thing is that not being able to kill it is, is the most uh, yeah you know Fun interesting of thing that. Yeah. or very very difficult to kill like a vampire it's hard to hard to corner them and get them get them killed.
2: So uh, here at Aslock, have you um, played anything extremely memorable? Uh, an, uh, no, I got here
7: Tuesday night. This is what Friday afternoon. I've only played like two that. scenarios. Oh, okay. And uh, they were my old scenarios, scenarios, old ones. Oh, so uh, I like a man who's laid back
2: and his yeah. Uh, his and soul. it's
7: been playing casual games where we will go back and take moves back or take you know rally something that was forgotten. I don't like the, I don't like to play because I'm not good at it. I'm not. I don't like to play strict tournament style because yeah. I can't do it. I'll get my I'll get my. You know, hand it to me. Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> well said.
7: <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just come here. Fun. I used to join up with the minis. Uh, first of all, I tell you, I work nights. So yeah. I, would you right. wake up at 2.30 in the morning or 3 mm. in the morning to play ASL? No. Uh, no. i tried it, and I'm just I'm half asleep. I never win. I've only advanced to the second round once, and that was when I was just dedicated. I woke up early, drank V8 juice, went to breakfast, had vitamins, took it, had some <laughs> caffeine, and I was good to go, and I actually got to the second round. But... Yeah. You know, I'm a night person. Yeah. And Aslok is not for night people. It, you can there's games going at night, but yeah. you can't get an official tournament at night. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. right. So, what to get you a day job then for next year?
7: No, I don't think I can cuz I've been doing it for 20 years. I don't think I can wow. switch.
3: I don't think I can switch to a day shift. Yeah. Wow.
7: I'm totally I'm in love with the night. I think I think he's in love with the why He likes zombies
3: and yeah. I like zombies. Uh, Jeff and I were out at at night last night. Traveling around Cleveland area, and we got okay. scared and had to run back to our hotel room. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I think we found a bar
2: <laughs> frequented by zombies and a, vampires. It <laughs>
3: had a metal door, and it had cameras saying "under surveillance at all times." Oh wow. Yeah, it was no decided. colors, no knives, no this. no yeah. List of yeah. weapons you could yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. We thought, yeah. no, not going to go in here tonight. Yeah. yeah.
7: When the uh, ass was at Youngstown, there was it was really creepy. There was. Uh, a place called the trucker's mall it was just like a block away from the hotel and there was really nothing else around there was a giant truck wash and there was the trucker's mall and my brother and I were going let's go to the trucker's mall you know see some we get in there and it's all dark there's only two stores open there's a CB repair shop and a leather shop and there was some other creepy shop and there's all these creepy characters hanging around like doing these I think it was a drug dealing place for meth or speed or something. Probably and when we walked in there, they're looking at us like, "What can, can we rob them? How are we going to get them?" You know, it was obvious they were sizing us up <laughs> for something bad. Yeah. I, and later, yeah I, and so we fled basically. The, the geeks. And the tail and fled. And then we found out later, uh, some of the more experienced guys are going, "You never should have gone in there. You should have asked us first. You don't go into the <laughs> trucker's mall. You don't go there." So you got to watch what you're doing when you come traveling to a place I you haven't been before.
3: Think they would tell us this stuff when we check in? You know? Yeah. Now that's where an ASL <laughs> open in Chicago's pretty darn safe the only limited gang activities restricted to a few low-income housing areas uh-huh. and those are far away from uh, far away you have to travel far pretty far
2: to get somewhere so,
3: nasty you're, from you're the pretty ass safe ass. at the <laughs> open everyone yeah.
7: well i'm from detroit and i lived in downtown detroit oh, for like 50, yeah. uh, 20 years and i you nothing like going into a party store in the ghetto of detroit it <laughs> <to> really winds <wash laughs> you up and keep you uh, on your toes oh yeah but uh, so i'm sort of yeah. used to the horror of uh, the lower side of life
2: well, uh, we're glad you're here yep. in any case. Thanks for uh, the Very nice meeting you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, have to come
7: over, we'll have to come over and look at your wares. You really have to devote all your podcasts to me. I can pontificate for hours. Well, <laughs> we could
2: do that, but you have to listen.
7: <laughs> okay. You know yeah. what? Now that I've been on one, I, I'm such an egomaniac, and maybe I will actually listen to what I sound
3: like. Well, I certainly know. look up this episode. And we don't know when this will air, but within the next six months, we hope to get all these. Yeah, we'll get
7: your email address. And we'll we'll shoot you an email so you know okay, that it's this on the one's cover of one of our design packs, which you can purchase for oh, $5 okay. off an ass lot. Oh, swell. Uh, <laughs> so I recommend if you want to know the email, you probably should go buy it okay because i don't know it We you take <laughs> donations
3: and anything donated to the two half squads can be reviewed on the show so, oh so you know
7: i see and the better the donation the better the review is that the, no no, no, <laughs> no definitely it can't not be compromised it's, it's, you have integrity no, oh, no. Darn.
3: actually our problem is it's almost always a good review because we just love this yeah, yeah it's fantastic yeah, that's stuff good. we don't really do any bad so keep you. up the good work glenn thanks yeah, and, a lot uh, Glad we appreciate the, it. we could do this and we love the zombies do it too. again yeah all right thank you You're welcome. all right take it easy
2: well, wow, that was a great interview. A fabulous interview, I would say. Very interesting. And we've, this has been an interesting, uh, episode because we have uh, had various issues with equipment, so our voices keep changing. <laughs> and
3: thanks, Glenn, for that interview.
2: Yeah. Can everybody, I hope everybody can hear me. Yeah, it's been kind of challenging.
3: Yeah, thanks for that great interview.
2: And thank you, uh, well, that wasn't, we interviewed Glenn. Uh huh. It was Mark and that it interviewed that nice, uh,
3: woman. The woman. Mark Zelensky yeah. had sent us an interview with a... I couldn't even say woman. I couldn't even remember. A, a female player. <laughs> yeah. Shall we call her the female player?
2: The female player, yeah. Who
3: was at S-Lock 23.
2: Yeah, a couple of years ago.
3: And, sorry uh, we missed that. Well, yeah, we're sorry we weren't there. Yeah. And we didn't want to play his interview because we were... I don't think we knew what we really wanted to do with the show. Yeah. where we were like... But now we're willing to... Yeah, you know, we already got our roving reporter. Yes. So now we have another one. So Mark yeah. <coughs> sent you, us Mark. this interview yeah. with Liz. Where's she from? She's from Holland. Where where's
2: that? It's um right I think it's near the Netherlands. Okay. the right Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. It's across the street from Deutsch, uh, land. Deutschland. Deutschland
3: überalis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so with no further ado again, here's the interview with Liz we should actually do one with and not really have any ado we have so we're always putting a do in not, not like a do a do a do a do <laughs> and you and you and you play it
6: hey everyone this is mark Salinsky. how are you Aslock 2008 which is Aslock number 23 actually and we're sitting here with a special guest hey liz how are you
4: Hi, how are you, Mark?
6: Very good. And would you properly pronounce your name for me?
4: All right. Uh, It's Strouf. The last name is Strouf Mandishora.
6: Wonderful. (laughs) And you've come all the way to Ohio from?
4: From Holland.
6: Wow. So what would make you make the trip all the way from Holland here to lovely Cleveland, Ohio?
4: Well, I'm here to uh, play a bit of ASL and uh, to uh, do a bit of shopping, but mostly to play ASL.
6: Oh, isn't that wonderful? (laughs) That's right, guys. You heard that correctly. She is here to play ASL. Isn't that great? So, what got you started in this wonderful little hobby?
4: well I was uh, my husband was playing ASL and uh, he didn't have anybody to play with and for a long time because we lived in countries where you couldn't find anybody to play ASL with so at some point he thought, well you know i'm going to have to teach somebody to play the game and I thought, well why not let's give it a shot So I started learning and I got a bit hooked
6: Oh really, yeah. so how often do you usually play
4: Well I mostly play um, at tournaments, uh, at the Arnhem tournament and at some of the European tournaments, so I don't play like every week or so, but um, you could say I play uh, once every three months or so.
6: Wow, so how many years have you been playing?
4: Um, I've actually been actively playing in the last four years because about four years ago we started uh, organizing Arnhem, the Arnhem tournament, which I was organizing with my husband and I got a bit more active. The first year I didn't play at all. I was just helping with organizing and the second year I played one game and the third year I joined the mini tournament and yeah it started I just started playing every year and it was quite a lot of fun
6: all right also here sitting with us we have Hugh from Schwerpunkt how are you doing Hugh doing great great how's uh, your ASL, ASL ASL or ASL I should say Oktoberfest experience going this year well doing a lot of playtesting yeah a lot of playtesting for upcoming project oh there you go so, anything in particular catching your eye this time around?
5: Uh, well, we're doing, uh, doing some playtesting for a Mark Pekavich project called Ruins of the Right. And we are doing playtesting for the upcoming uh, Schwerpunk edition, number 15. And uh, just uh, having a good time, doing some people
6: watching. Well, that's great, Hugh. So, well, back to you, Liz. What have you seen here at ASLAC this year? Anything exciting?
4: Well, um, i found some of the very, um, I watched a very big scenario that was being played. I think it's part of, uh, a, a part of the red barricades, which is being played by a group of people. I watched four guys playing at the same time. I thought that was fascinating. Wow. I'd never seen that before, so I thought that was very nice.
6: Oh, that's fantastic. So any good shopping?
4: Well, there's never anything wrong with shopping. I actually think that's the best way to get women in ASL. <laughs> combine the ASL with shopping, it can, it will always work.
6: So do you have any tips for the husbands out there on how to combine shopping and ASL?
4: Well, I think one of the biggest problems with um, the game, I think, for women is that it's to you, you get to sit down for a very long time. I think when I started playing, one of the ways I dealt with that was, was that I played shorter scenarios. So we can't sit down for a very long time, so the nice, the best thing is to try and combine it with a bit more activity. I did suggest playing at the beach, but that didn't work out, you know, so my husband wouldn't go. Peter is my husband, Peter Straff. I don't know if you know him, but he thought that's really ridiculous. ASL should be played indoors, dark windows, curtains, don't go out and just get hold in. But you probably, probably need to, uh, we need to, you know, revitalize the game, make it a little bit more attractive for probably a little bit of the younger people and for women as well.
6: There you go. Well, do you have any suggestions on how to uh, change it a little bit to try to do that from your perspective? Well, th- we love the old-looking counters so, and, oh. the, uh, <laughs> and the boring colors and everything. You can juice up so. the counters a
4: little, no. But I think it's got a lot also to do with uh, just, uh, you know, th- it's, it's, it's the, yeah, environment of play. I think when I start, started playing, it was a bit awkward that I, you know, a lot of guys found it strange. And they probably didn't know how to deal with the fact that we now have a woman in the room. I mean, what are we supposed to do with her? But I think the more I played around, played with these guys, the more they got used to the fact that, well, it's just Liz, she's here, she's going to play. And the dynamics of play made it very comfortable, and I found it pretty easy to combine it with the other interests that I have. And I think the biggest problem is also the time, because you have to invest a lot of time into ASL. And many people, you know, many women are busy with a million things at the same time. So that makes it a little bit difficult, I think.
6: Now, is this your first trip to ASLOC? Or to ASLOC, yeah. It's the first know.
4: time I've been to ASLOC. I've been to other tournaments in Europe, but I've never been to ASLOC, so it's fantastic to get to see what ASLOC is all about.
6: Right. Well, yeah. we have a new venue this year. In the old days, we didn't have windows or our own That's floor. an improvement. We were, we, were, we were in the dungeon, and uh, exactly well, what you described earlier, with so no we're windows. Uh, so <laughs> we We're moving up. We have our own floor this year. We have windows. We have our own bartender. It's wonderful here this year. We didn't have all these amenities in years past.
4: Well, it's clearly working because here I am. There you (laughs) go. (laughs)
6: <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So, did you start with the starter kits, or did uh, how no, did you learn to get I into No, I skipped ASL? the starter
4: kit. To be honest, I, I actually skipped the whole rule book because that that was I didn't have time to learn. But um, so by the time the starter kit came out, I was already playing, so I was a bit past this the starter kit. So I actually learned uh, through my husband, who was my rule book, and it made it a lot easier to to get into the game. And you start using the rule book more to you know. Because I now know how to play it, makes it a lot easier. So I think the starter kit is a fantastic uh, idea, though, because it's really made it more... When you introduce people to the game, it's... You, you introduce it step by step, and it makes it a lot more attractive. The scenarios are you know pretty easy to play, and you know they're fun. you can play them in a short space of time and you can introduce all the different things you're learning in the game. You can introduce it every step. so I think that 's one of the best things of the game which has come up in the last few years. When I started learning we did, there was no starter kit, so it was you were weighing whether you're going to start learning the whole rule book or what are you going to do So I think it's a fantastic thing.
6: Right. Well, the rule book has been a barrier to entry. It is uh, what, uh, I can't remember how many pages it is, but it certainly yeah. looks like it's in the 400-page range, even though it's not. As uh, Morris will always tell you, it's the 400 deadly pages of there ASL. You go. So, But, you know, the Starter Kit really, the Starter Kit 1 distills it down to like 12 pages, so yeah. it's really not that bad.
4: Oh, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I'm a big fan of the Starter Kit myself, and actually I've tried introducing the game to a couple of my fr- friends you know, entice them with shopping here and there and get them to play a little bit. Of course, it's still tough, but still, I think the Starter Kid makes it a lot easier. And I think you might see a lot of new, you know, new players coming in, younger players. Because I think for a long time, there was a kind of generation gap. There was a group of people who learned to play SL, and then for a long time, there was nobody. And, you know, the same people kept playing. But with the Starter Kid, who knows? You could probably see a lot of younger players starting to play, and that's always a good thing.
6: Right, I know. Well, you saw my son was here, so as we were trying to get him uh, going, and he's working on starter kit number one, and he's ten. So you know, but I think the other barrier to entry too sometimes is cost, and starter kit number one is about twenty four U S dollars. So. Very reasonable price for trying to get into ASL.
4: Oh, absolutely, and it. it the nice thing is, you also get you get the it, for twenty four dollars. You get actually you get a few uh, uh, scenarios in there as well. So it's a very good way to to get started. And actually, when you're finished with the first one, you're hungry for more. So there's uh, no better way to start.
6: Well, I love the way you think. Do you yeah. see uh, the starter kit used much in uh, Europe or?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's being used quite a lot actually, especially you know, by, by people who were starting, who were being introduced to the game.
6: Oh, there you go. Well, talking about the tactical side of ASL, do you prefer to attack or defend in a scenario?
4: Um, it depends, actually. A lot of times I would defend if I'm feeling a little bit on the lazy side. <laughs> but uh, So usually I, I would normally choose to defend. But to be honest I do still prefer the games where you get to counterattack. Oh there you go. Well
6: that's the reinforcements part, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. Do you have any advice for ASL widows?
4: Oh. Well ASL widows. ASL
6: widows. Well see you're not one, so that's hard to give advice for, but you know, my wife is an ASL widow occasionally, so She is tonight. (laughs) Well,
4: I would say to, you know, jump on the bandwagon and just come on here. Because, yeah, well, you know, it's, I think, I actually think if, you know, for most women, if they had a little bit of interest in knowing how the game works, it's quite intimidating when you look at it. But I think if someone could just explain the rules in layman's terms without the rule book, it makes it a lot easier to understand it. It looks less complicated than it is. So my advice is go along and do something you like. <laughs> there you go. Well,
6: I'll take that rules advice for even uh, males who want to get into the game. I know a lot of people that just look at the rules and go, uh, and they don't, you know, tend to get into it. But but if you do have somebody that can teach you how to play, that already knows how to play, it does make the transition. it makes
4: a huge difference. And I think that's one of the, I think one of the, I don't know how many people have clubs that, you know, ASL clubs. I think that always makes a huge difference because through these ASL clubs you you get to play a lot. You play different people. That's one of the nicest things about coming to tournaments, you know, like like ASLoc or going to other tournaments. You get to play people you've never played before, uh, when I played today with my opponent, I actually learned a few things. You know, he's got a different style of play than I'm used to seeing other people play. And you get to learn a little bit, a few tricks of the trade here and there. And that's a fantastic way to learn. So if somebody can explain things and can teach you, and you must be willing to learn. Yeah, right, otherwise, right. you don't get better.
6: Oh, exactly. Yeah. So here at ASLOC, we have quite the international flavor. You know, we have people from the Netherlands and uh, Australia, New Zealand, France, Canada, England, we've got them from all over the globe. Do you, do you see any international participation uh, also in the European tournaments? Do people oh, yeah. travel? Any from the States come
4: yeah, to um, Arnhem? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I organize Arnhem with Peter. Peter Strauf, my husband, and, and Arnhem is pretty international. Well, actually, the, the biggest base of Arnhem are people from Sweden.
6: Oh, so really? We
4: <laughs> it's actually, it actually seems almost like a Swedish tournament. But we have uh, people from all over, and we have people coming from the U.S. Every year we have uh, a few people coming from the United States as well. People coming from, yeah, we had a guy from Japan coming in. So it's, uh, that's actually one of the nicest things about ASL, actually. I look forward to seeing all these people from different countries and people with very different backgrounds as well and uh, very interesting people always to meet. So in that sense, ASL is a pretty international uh, hobby.
6: Oh, really? Japan? I don't think we've had an uh, Aslocker come from Japan before. That's very fascinating. Now, when you have the tournament in Arnhem, do you tie that in with the battlefield at all? Or... I mean, do they do tours, or do they do anything for the people coming in from out of the country?
4: We did do uh, some battlefield tours in the beginning. The the first three years of Arnhem, we had battlefield tours, and uh, the last few years we haven't had that. And that has pretty much also to do with we have a very consistent group of people coming back, so they've been to the battlefield tours and that kind of stuff, so they pretty much know the area. But it's also held at a time when you have the... It's about around the same time where you have uh, where the... uh, um, you have the uh, yeah, what's it called? What the time of the, the where where you have the uh, where you had you know the red berries where the landings took
6: place? Oh, okay, so in June? Landings. Yeah, somewhere. No, it's in
4: September. Oh,
6: in September. Yeah. Okay. So it's
4: a very nice time to be there because you've got a lot of activity going on in the, in in Arnhem itself. So uh, a lot of interesting historic things going on at that time. So. That makes it a quite an attractive time, and it, it's also very nice because you get, you know, everybody, like here at Aslok, everybody's in the same hotel, people eat together, and it's a very nice uh, sphere, and we get a few women coming along, albeit with their husbands, but who knows, one step at a time, they'll start playing. There you go. <laughs>
6: So do you have any other women besides yourself playing in, like, say, the Arnhem tournament? No, n-
4: not in the n- tournament. Not At yet? At the moment, it's just people who come to visit their husbands. But, uh, you know, we're trying to encourage them to start playing.
6: There you go. Yeah. So what type of enticements besides shopping, do you think? You know, that we've talked for a little while well, here. Well, the starter
4: kit, uh, I, I really the think starter the kits, starter yeah. kit is a, is a good starting point, especially if there's someone to explain the game. And to be honest, the starter kit is relatively easy to understand as well. So and mm. you take away that barrier of it... Seeming like a very complicated game, and um, and it's also an issue of time. I mean, in, in I, I find that it's uh, the more I started playing with other people as well, the more enjoyable it was. Of course, it's quite it's quite a huge step, you know, from the time where you play at home with like I played at home with Peter, and then the next step was to play with you know some people I didn't know. It's always it was always weird to play with other people from that point on, but yeah, you you start getting used to it. So. Uh, and it's, it's also about, you know, comfort levels. I find it, I'm very much comfortable in, in you know, it's it's very weird when a woman comes in here and all these men playing. It's so serious, and you wonder, well, what are they doing anyway? But yeah. we're serious. <laughs> oh, well, I that's a whole that, different so thing. <laughs> <laughs> it appears to be serious.
6: <laughs> well, I'm playing in the profiles yeah. final. I think I'm being serious, but uh, yeah. otherwise, I don't know how. serious Well, you I'm know, when be. you
4: come in and you've got a bunch of guys huddled over small counters, you, it's it's quite it's quite intimidating for anybody <laughs> to walk in there. Oh,
6: definitely. <laughs> Well, I can see that, definitely. So you think we could uh, have some husbands put the ASL starter kit in the uh, holiday stockings of their wives this year? That would be a good idea?
4: Well, during Christmas, I, well, I don't know actually if if how much it would work. Or well, You might want to, start to slowly integrating it. You know, first of all, explain the game yourselves. <laughs>
6: there you go. Well, I'm thinking it's not going to make a good anniversary game. No, so. I don't know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if you still want to stay married. <laughs>
6: all right, we'll kind of cast that mm-hmm. on that, but... Well, well, you've been a great sport going through this. I really appreciate your time. Thank and you Jason very much. and Scott would get very angry with me if I didn't ask you the final ten questions. But I can only remember seven of them, so we're going to go through them. And All right, think, no problem. These are these are kind of more fun, non-ASL than okay. questions. Okay, they just kind of help us get to know you a little bit. Fantastic. So, number one, what's your favorite two-player game?
4: Two-player game, ASL, I guess. ASL, yeah.
6: wow, there you go. Well, Hugh's happy, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. How
4: about favorite multiplayer game? Yeah, okay, Colonista. Oh, okay, yeah, well, what content. game is that? Yeah, it's it's a Euro game.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah,
4: family game.
6: Okay, great. Yeah. And who puts that out, do you know? Uh, who the I publisher think
4: that's, that is? Uh, that's probably from... Um, I'm not sure. I thought that was Hansen Gluck. Oh, Hansen Gluck. Sure. Okay. I thought so.
6: Very good. I'm not
4: sure about that. Well, I Jason Scott will get
6: me, it. but I play my share of euros <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while, so that's great. Um, do you like to play? Have you ever played online? online yeah, I have gaming? played online. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, this question will make sense then. Do you like to play face to face or online? Better? Very much
4: face to face. Face to face. Yeah.
6: All right. Preferably, Fantastic. always. When you're buying your games, do you usually buy them on the internet or a brick and mortar store?
4: Uh, w probably, yeah, actually in, in the normal store.
6: In the normal store? Yeah. Great. Fantastic. What's your favorite book? Ooh. Ooh. That's See, I told you these were one. non-ASL related questions. Yeah, I
4: actually, I actually really love reading, so it's, ooh, uh, that's a tough one. I would have to say it's, ooh, um, that's a tough question. Oh. They're like running through my head right now. Like, what would I say? It's my favorite I would probably have to say, I think it's called Celine. It's about it's a it's a war book actually. Really. Yeah, it's about World War One. Oh, okay. Actually, I would have to say Catch Twenty Two.
6: Catch Twenty Two. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Catch Twenty Two. And what's that book about?
4: Well, it's uh, it's par- partly also a war book, but it basically describes um, you know it's also based on World War One, and um, it. it it's the interesting thing about it it's just uh it it basically describes a situation where you're doomed it's kind of like if you're doomed if you don't and you're doomed if you do situation and find it very interesting it's actually a book that applies to well life as you know it today anyway
6: right right but still set in world war one very interesting how about tv what's your favorite tv show
4: Oh, actually, I do like some of uh, a lot of the uh, crime crime stories that are on TV, and I watch a lot of Discovery Channel.
6: Oh, yeah, okay. and I love
4: sport. <laughs> oh, there you go. What's
6: your favorite sport?
4: Well, at the moment, to be honest, it just it depends on on, on what's in season. I'm I'm very much into I just love sports in general so I will actually watch anything I pretty much try to get to know a lot of rules about different kinds of sports and it depends on what's what's happening at that time I I would say the sports in Holland at the moment there's a lot of football going on so I'm into that and um, I like cricket and rugby as well and. In the U.S., I did used to like uh, uh, America. I like American football, and the Rams was my favorite team.
6: Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, the Rams aren't doing so well now. No, but <laughs> you know you got to
4: stick to them, even though they're not doing well. That's right. Well, that's
6: just like the Browns. So, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite movie, Liz? Wow, uh,
4: my favorite movie is probably.
6: Okay. Oh, see, I'm asking the toughies. You soon, like so. asking <laughs> the tough ones here?
4: Yeah, but I'm just trying to think which one. Would I say is really my favorite? Well, it's it's very hard to pick out a favorite, but I would say one of the movies that I actually really really enjoyed was uh, the Big Lebowski.
6: The Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so well, it's one it's one it's one of my. I mean, I've I've got honestly, I have a list of movies that I just love, and it's it is one of them. I. It's, it's the kind of movie where when I think about it, I just can go, it's, I can't help but laugh my lungs out.
6: <laughs> That's great. Do you like going to the movies, it sounds yeah, like? That. Yeah, I do well, like Lots it. of movies. That's yeah. great. So a couple, just quick more, que- couple of questions before we wrap up. So um, where are you from? Are you from the Netherlands? I'm, or, no, I'm
4: actually, I'm originally, I was born in Zimbabwe in Africa. And um, I moved to the Netherlands after I got married to Peter. Well, mm-hmm. I went, I actually went to the Netherlands to study when I was going to college. And um, well, I studied there, and after a while, I came to went to the United States for um, an internship program. Worked in the United States for a while, and uh, went back to the Netherlands, and that's where I'm living at the moment. Oh, that's yeah.
6: fantastic! All right, well, you ready for this one? Yeah. So, do you like to roll in a dice tower? Do you like to roll in a dice cup, or are you a free roller? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And we won't let Peter know the answer to this You question. will. <laughs> <laughs>
4: if, was, if everything is working well, he probably does know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I actually like um rolling in, in, in a dice cup. In a dice <laughs> cup, yeah,
6: I like the cup too. So you probably hear the tinkle of dice here in the background while we're doing the interview.
4: So oh, yeah. That's
6: great. Any superstitions regarding dice?
4: Well, um as long as they're working, you know, stick to the one that works. Once it stops working... Change it. <laughs> oh,
6: there you go. Well, here.
4: He oh, look presenting at this. You fantastic. I got my own punk 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 style. Limited
6: oh. edition.
4: Oh, fantastic.
6: There you go. And when you roll the double punks, boy, you know, you got to say you've been punked. <laughs> 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 oh,
4: that's fantastic.
6: <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming and talking with us. So, yeah, there you go. Guaranteed. Yeah, these these are
4: guaranteed, what, double one?
6: Double, double one.
4: Guaranteed to roll low. There you go. <laughs> Some people turn off. Guaranteed. As long as it's often enough, it's you know, it's only important to roll low when it counts. That's So right. that's when I need it. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Well, if they're guaranteed to roll double ticks, the sixes get rid of them. (laughs) But thanks so much for talking to us. I really appreciate it, and thanks for coming. You've really brought a real light to Asloc this year. It's really brightened up the place, so to speak. So everyone's been real excited that you're here.
4: Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. I I also had a fantastic time, and thank you very much. All
3: right,
6: great. Take care.
4: All right, Mark. Thank you.
6: All
3: right, well, that was a nice interview.
0: Very one. Yeah.
3: And that'll about wrap it up, right, Jeff?
2: I think that's all for number 48. I need to go to bed. 49. Or 49, yeah. Yeah, 49. What, I wonder what the next show will be.
3: The Big 5
2: Okay. It's good to know. Hope, Something to plan for. Hopefully a round
3: table, but who knows yeah, if who that'll knows. We'll ever see. happen. Yeah. We'll do our best, so bye-bye,
2: everyone. Thanks for listening. Remember to roll low. And rally well. But not when you're playing us. us. That's right. Bye bye. See you next time. See that? That's a female assault player. Yeah, she sounded hot. She did. Yeah, all of them sound. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she was wearing wooden shoes. Yeah, this from Yeah, was it yeah like another. So, yeah. That's very effective. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a little annoying while we're playing squad leader.
6: Things of that nature.